You're listening to Kyle Warren. You know, when Vladimir Putin started the invasion of Ukraine, he really did think that it was going to go very quickly. It was going to be a blitzkrieg. They were going to overrun uh, the Ukrainian forces. They were going to establish themselves in Kiev, and they were going to be able to essentially declare victory very quickly. But of course, that has not been the case, very fortunately so. The Ukrainian forces, Ukrainian people continue to frustrate the Russian army. But I'll tell you this, it's going so badly for Putin. Now they're threatening to stop supporting the space station unless the illegal sanctions are lifted. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is... The Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. If that's even humanly possible, and as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program, folks. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. It's actually Saturday, actually, uh, Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. Welcome to the show. And we have so much to tell you about uh, as we start out. And of course, yes, the uh, Russian military has been so frustrated in Kiev. Of course, we have uh, reports that they're pulling back. Uh, we know that they vacated the airport. Uh, we know that they've handed over again uh, the Chernobyl area. Um, and of course, a lot of the soldiers there got very sick. Uh, we understand uh, from the radiation uh, in the area as they kicked up all the dust as uh, we got reports uh, over the last. Uh, week or so of them uh, driving through and, and kicking up all this uh, uh, radioactive uh, dirt and dust and so forth. This is this is big time stuff, um, no doubt about it. The Russian army on display for the world, folks, uh, and showing that uh, the ineptness that they have. Obviously, they have done a lot of damage uh, in Ukraine. Uh, many, many uh, people have died, uh, innocent civilians, uh, many atrocities have been committed. None of this is going to be forgotten, um, and it is very formidable. But at the same time, though, this did not go the way that Vladimir Putin thought that it would. And we'll tell you about that here in just a moment. Other things we're going to cover on the uh, program today. Uh, got a couple of great audio quotes, especially regarding inflation. Where inflation stands in the estimation of the American public and what they want to prioritize regarding that. Is it that they want to go out and tax the wealthy and tax the rich and make sure that, uh, you know, all these things that the uh, the uh, left and the Democrat uh, party elite uh, want to make you think is the important thing? Or do the American people really want to be able to reduce prices in their everyday lives? Um, so that uh, they can uh, so that they can prosper. Uh, so I think you'll find out, uh, I think you kind of know where that might be leaning towards. Also, 
a very new, big breakthrough, it would seem, according to this story that we have today, in terms of treating COVID-19. What if you could be able to eliminate it fairly quickly? That is also major, major development. And if that pans out, well, then that is going to really, uh, well, you know, because the other day, what did Dr. Fauci say the other day? Well, we might have to turn back. We might have to turn back to doing uh, masking, uh, some sort of uh, uh, isolations or lockdowns, these kinds of things. We're going to have to go back to some of that. Um, and nobody, by the way, nobody's going to do that. There's going to be a small number of people, the true believers in that sense of Fauciism or whatever, uh, they will uh, uh, gladly do that. Uh, but the majority, the vast majority of people, they will not do that. And that will be a very, very big problem uh, if they do try to implement something like that. Uh, I don't think it will come to that. But if it did, a lot of people would not do that. Also, mortgages, uh, delinquencies, they went up for the first time in nine months, uh, folks. We're getting more indications that the economy is really starting to hurt people. Uh, out there. And the inflation obviously is a much uh, a bigger problem uh, than we thought. And uh, folks, uh, there's moves we could make to really start to fix things. But this administration uh, simply will not do it. It's just that simple. Um, and then uh, what we talked about in the intro here, we'll get to this. We also have a report about what's happening in uh, Los Angeles trying to recall uh, the uh, district attorney, George Gascon. Uh, there's developments in that today as well. Um, you know, when it's you just don't want to prosecute, you know, people that are breaking the law. And stuff. I, mean, I mean, really, I mean, this is actual stuff that uh, that this guy does. Uh, but at any rate, OK, so uh, just to round out what we talked about in the intro. Um, we've got uh, Russia now threatening to end cooperation at the International Space Station unless the, quote, illegal sanctions are lifted. All right. Dmitry Rogozin, the director of the Russian space agency Roscosmos, tweeted early Saturday that Russian cosmonauts cannot cooperate in operating the International Space Station until sanctions against Russia are removed. Reuters reports, and this comes to us, by the way, of uh, the weak U.S. Um, let's see. I believe that the restoration of normal relations between partners... I guess he means the astronauts in the International Space Station and other joint projects is possible only with the complete and unconditional lifting of of illegal sanctions, Ro, uh, Rogozin wrote. Uh, in the same Twitter thread, uh, Rogozin uh, posted screenshots of letters from NASA and the Canadian Space Agency assuring him that they remain committed to continue the operation of the ISS as usual. The ISS is a joint project of Roscosmos, NASA, and the space agencies of Japan, Canada, and the European Union. Russia operates one section of the station, uh, while remaining partners operate the other. Now, of course, you know, this is, I just think this is, uh, it's emblematic of, of how badly things are going for Russia. Um, I think it's emblematic of the fact that uh, the sanctions are also having a, a pretty darn good effect against them. So taken in total, uh, Russia is not doing very well at all. It reminds me of that movie, uh, you might recall, 2010, The Year We Make Contact. Um, and that came out um, uh, many years ago, back in the 80s, I believe, a sequel to 2001, The Space Odyssey. Um, 
And in that movie, they actually had uh, Russian uh, American, uh, you know, international cooperation, and they had to start uh, putting people in different uh, uh, on the ship that they had. Uh, they had to uh, they had uh, tensions on Earth, and so it bled over to that. So I guess uh, life imitating art. Uh, but folks, this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But Russia not doing well. That's the good You're news. Listening Stay to right Kyle there. Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit at amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. All right, yes it is, and thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great intro and liner, and we have so much to tell you about, so much more to tell you about on the program today, and don't forget to go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find out more about the program. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Podcast Republic and many, many others. And we keep going up and up and up. Just like the music is doing right there. And there's one reason and one reason only why we continue to keep going up, up, and up. And that's because of you, the listener. Thank you so much for taking time to, uh, uh, number one, check out the program. Check in with me. Also, sharing the program on your social media and uh, telling your friends about the program. We really appreciate it. And uh, we just want to give you our uh, thanks and gratitude on that. Uh, And by the way, welcome to everybody who's finding the show from hearing 
joining me uh, for my regular appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch with host Captain Matt Bruce on the Salem Network, also across the GCN Network as well. And uh, so we welcome everybody uh, who's finding the show that way. And uh, don't forget, uh, the captain has asked me as well uh, to tell everybody uh, listening to this program all about the great products at MyPillow. Uh, simply go to MyPillow.com, uh, scroll down a little bit, and then click on the radio listeners specials uh, panel, and that will open up uh, all kinds of products uh, that you're going to want to check out, including the MyPillow slippers, uh, also which Mrs. Professor, by the way, has, and she loves. Uh, also, products like the Giza sheets. The Giza sheets. I have the Giza sheets. I sleep on them every night. They're really great. Um, also, how about the towel sets? I'm telling you, folks, number one, the towels are great. Um, to buy for yourself. They're also great as a gift, housewarming gift, or any other kind of thing. Um, you can always use some great towels. And I tell you, once you use these towels, you're not going to go back to the old towels that uh, that you have. Uh, the MyPillow towels are really something. Um, you've seen them uh, demonstrated by Mike Lindell on his TV commercials, I'm sure. And they really are everything that he's telling you. Uh, so I, I wouldn't use another towel um, at this point. Uh, so go to MyPillow.com, shop around see what you like there's a lot of different things the sales are always going on they've always gotten great deals on all kinds of great products so simply go to mypillow.com and when you decide to make your purchase and i'm sure you're going to want to purchase a lot of different great stuff uh, simply put in the promo code captain to get the savings and deep discounts there at mypillow.com that's promo code captain um, and you'll be helping out the uh, this program you'll also be helping out the captain's america third watch as well we really appreciate it now if you don't want to go online and put in your credit card information and buy something off a website that way you can also call the good people at my pillow they're waiting for your call right now 1-800-641-5459 that's 1-800-641-5459 tell them what you want to buy and then of course tell them promo code captain just don't forget that promo code captain that's where you're going to save all the uh, all the uh, all the money uh, on these great deals so once again mypillow.com promo code captain and uh, we will see you there absolutely okay well we talked about russia and we talked about uh, again i do think it's emblematic that you know things are not going well and now they're going to start bleeding over into these other aspects uh russia honestly is just going to become a and if it hasn't already uh will simply become a pariah state if it continues to move forward the way that it is um you know we had uh, we had a great question the other night um on the captain's american i think it had to do with whether or not putin gets taken out or uh should uh, you know should uh, the west basically uh, uh do that um well of course um you know it's the policy of the united states of america not to conduct assassinations of foreign leaders uh, that being said, I honestly think that any regime change, well, I, that's right, because it was about the regime change remark uh, the other day when uh, when uh, President Biden said, you know, uh, this man cannot be allowed to remain in power and so forth. And so he, he goes out, he does this and uh, puts his foot in his mouth on that. And then the uh, the White House has to walk it back and and so forth. But it really, by the way, that's a whole nother discussion about where Joe Biden fits into all this, because when the president goes out and says something 
well, that that is always taken to mean policy, right? And and they did that with Trump too. Well, Trump is saying this, so this is the new policy. Or Trump told these diplomats that, so he's controverting the U.S. secrecies, such and such, and and so. But well, that's policy now, and and whatnot. And but of course, Joe Biden doesn't get the same exact treatment. Uh, it's just that's Uncle Joe, and and what he meant was Putin should not be able to control things in that area, you know. Really? That's that's not what he meant. He, he didn't mean that at all. He was. It's obvious. It's plain in the hearing of the utterance. That's uh, what Joe Biden said. Uh, he was calling for Vladimir Putin to be uh, that he he needs to be taken out of power. Now, all that being said, I I, I do think the the if there's any regime change in Russia, it's going to have to come internally because if it's external. Um, then I think that can cause the Russians to dig in. Um, I think it gives them a pretext to dig in and say, okay, real, oh, well, guess what? We're going to come back at you even harder now. Um, I do think if you could have regime change in Russia, um, they would be able to come out and say, look, we, you know, Putin is crazy. He had a vast control system in place. Um, we were able to um, overwhelm it. We, 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 we got rid of it. We, we poked through it, basically. Um, and we. And so now we're, we're going to turn off this war. Uh, we are going to um, uh, you know, pull back, and all, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, international community, please work with us to get us back on our feet. And we want to join the community of nations. That's, that's the scenario that they could use. And they would probably get a large amount of international cooperation. Uh, it would be very touchy at first. There's no doubt about it. But that seems to me to be one of the only ways that Vladimir Putin could be taken out of power. Uh, because it would have to be organic. It would have to be internal. Um, but either way, either way, um, I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. But I'll tell you this. It's, it's, getting, um, it's getting pretty, pretty bad. Um, if uh, something like that doesn't happen, because I don't see that there's a scenario where Vladimir Putin will simply say, that's it. We bit off more than we can chew. We have to do something else here. So uh, everybody return to base. It's just not going to happen. Uh, he's not going to uh, he's not going to say that because uh, he's invested in this now. There's no way uh, that he is going to suddenly turn around. And I, I think that's kind of sad um, because it means that things are going to get worse before they get better. Uh, it means that we continue to see the real possibilities of whether or not um, he's going to use some kind of weapon of mass destruction. Um, a lot of people think, well, first it would be a, some sort of chemical weapon. That seems to be the one of the consensuses that's growing. Um, but he could he could easily escalate that. He could also easily escalate that if he's if he's able to convince himself of a pretext that, uh, for example, sending any kind of help to Ukraine is fighting alongside them and helping to repel Russia and and yada yada yada, and then use that as a pretext to expand the war. But here's one of the things, though. You know, we've seen now what the what's happening with the Russian military. Some are just disobeying orders. Um, some are sabotaging their own equipment. Um, they uh, uh, they, they uh, are making all kinds of military strategic blunders and uh, how they come in to fight and so forth. Um, so it's 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 not as formidable as as um as as we were led to believe now obviously it's been very destructive there's i'm not glossing over that at all but i do think 
that in terms of what the Russian military fighting, for example, NATO forces means, is that now we have a much different estimation of how that kind of thing would go. And and if anybody, and unless Putin is just in a total bubble, which I don't think he necessarily is, but I do know that he's got a lot of bad information from his generals. Um, I think he had bad information from his generals going into this thing. This thing was supposed to be done in two or three, four days. And, uh, and of course, now we're several weeks off of that. And uh, But unless un- unless Putin really doesn't understand the capabilities of his military, uh, you know, he might think, well, I can expand this war. But I don't, uh, again, I'm I'm hoping that doesn't happen because I think that leads more quickly to the use of weapons of mass destruction. So it is a very, very difficult situation uh, to be sure. Uh, But one thing we do know, we continue to support the Ukraine uh, and we continue to support the people of Ukraine. And uh, to some degree, at some point, I think the, the uh, pretenses have to be dropped and you have to be able to say, OK, we're going to start really arming them to the teeth. Now, they have a lot of stuff that they've, uh, they've, they've received in the past, and that's helping them greatly, obviously. But maybe an international uh, major effort would also start to really put the writing on the wall for Vladimir Putin. Hopefully so. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a couple of great audio clips. We'll talk about inflation and much more. So don't go anywhere. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. I'm from the government, and I am here to help you. That's one of the most frightening statements one can either hear or read from the government. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, the coffee you want in your cup. The Founding Fathers understood and fought for our unalienable rights, amongst which are privacy. Privacy includes your personal information, identification, medical records, etc. But government leftist pigs everywhere have always wanted to be knee-deep in your personal business. Leftists believe they have some ordained right to control you from cradle to grave. That's why the government in Ontario, Canada, without the consent of the people there, hopes to roll out digital identification ranging from driver's licenses to passports and everything in between so they can keep track of and control every aspect of the lives of Ontario residents. Of course, government leftists here in the United States would probably like to similarly digitalize our personal identification information, including bank accounts. Hopefully the people of Ontario will stand strongly against that effort at setting an example for what we should be doing here in the United States. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, simply go to theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to You should see me on the freeway. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you, and welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. Hope that everything is going well for you and wherever you are, and hope that you have some great weekend plans. And thank you for taking time uh, from your weekend plans or even part of your weekend plans to listen to this program. We sure appreciate it and uh, glad to uh, glad to be with you. Okay, so let's continue. Uh, we talked earlier about the idea of inflation and uh, how people are now, uh, you know, really perceiving that. Uh, now, of course, uh, 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 President Biden calls it the Putin price hike. <laughs> uh, you have to forgive me. I have to laugh every time I think about that. It's the Putin price hike. Come on, man. I'll do, even, I'll do a Joe Biden. Come on, man. They know that this isn't the Putin price hike. They know that they started this whole thing a long time ago, uh, namely on January 20th, uh, 2021. And they started uh, these things in process that led to huge, huge uh, rises in gas prices. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. OK, I, I will tell you this in the neighborhood gas station down the street from me they actually they, they were stuck at about five, they were stuck at 5.99 a gallon right for 87 octane they were stuck like that um for a, a week and a half or so by by the time it kind of hit hit 5.99 and of course the other grades of gas um they went they were up over six dollars of course but then yesterday so i drive by yesterday and i see uh, it went to $5.89. And you think to yourself, woohoo, you know, this is 10 cents a gallon. It went down. I mean, it's good that it went down um, and uh, just a little bit. But when you're paying so much more for gas than you ever were, dollars in some cases more, um, a 10 cent drop just isn't. Uh, it just doesn't do it for you. It just it just doesn't do it at all. Um, and we're somehow supposed to feel really overjoyed. It, it went down 10 cents or something. And, you know, of course, they a lot of this is because of the announcement. Well, we're going to we're going to get rid of this out of the strategic petroleum reserve. We're, we're going to start tapping into that. And then suddenly that's going to help make everything better. Right. Well, no, it doesn't make everything better. And the other night on the Captain's America Third Watch, I we talked about the idea of beginning to bring uh, barrels of oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But it's not there to help control gas prices. It's just not. Now, listen in here. We've got Dana Perino. This is from Fox News and uh, where she actually talks about the the purpose of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And I was really glad to hear her say this. Because we were talking about a very similar thing. This is not there for, you know, just to, you know, let the president, you know, look good, quote unquote, trying to lower gas prices. Because because it's not going to have the fundamental impact, on, number one, on gas prices. Because to my point from earlier, it goes down 10 cents. Well, okay. Well, you're still paying all this money. I mean, it could go down by 35 cents. But still... It's not going to be the same impact of, okay, good, I feel better now about my finances generally because it went down like that because I'm still paying so much more. The thing to do is to get more fuel into the market, more oil into the market so the prices come down organically. 
And uh, the Biden administration knows this. The people of the Biden administration, I don't know if Joe knows this, but, but the people of the Biden administration, I'm sure, know this, but they don't care. So let's listen in here to Dana Perino briefly um, and see what she has to say about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. This from this from uh, the five, I believe, on Fox News. Time to turn this around before the midterms. No, I, here's another one of Dana's rules. I know you like those. Um, when you hear that there's a communications problem anywhere with the company or at the White House, wherever it might be, 99% of the time, it's not. It's a fact problem, and it's very frustrating to the communicators because if you fix the facts, if you had better policy, then you fix your PR problem. That's the way it works. Just this week, President Biden called for 11 new taxes on American energy. Okay, so Putin's price hike, you can't get more of a price hike than doing by putting more taxes on energy and gas. So this is another PR move that will actually exacerbate the PR problem and the fact problem that they're trying to fix. The other thing that really bothers me, and I would like a permission to use an analogy. Your permission granted. So I'm always fascinated by the Strategic Petroleum Reserve tapping it and yeah. then the White House trying to say that that's an accomplishment. Yeah. That's like trying to get credit for paying off your credit card bill by taking out a loan. Uh -huh. And there's yep. no plan to replace it. I'll just say one other thing. In 2020, the Republicans put forward a plan under President Trump to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve because gas prices were at record lows. Oil prices were yes. at record lows. And Chuck Schumer, the Senate Democratic leader at the time, said he was proud to be the one to kill it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now they're announcing to take a million barrels out of debt. We use 25 million barrels, or I'm sorry, it's more than that. I don't have the number here, but mm -hmm. it's a drop in the bucket. And they have, they've announced no plan to refill it. It's supposed to be for emergencies. Well, you exactly know, right. See, it, and that's again Dana Perino on Fox News is the five. Uh, that's right. It's for emergencies, and in my thought process, emergencies include the idea that we might have to actually run things in time of war or conflict or or major shortage or embargo. Right. And that's what it's there for. It's not there for President Biden. And I like the way that Dana put it, right? The idea, well, this is an accomplishment. <laughs> I don't know. Folks over at MSNBC might want to put that on their tally list of accomplishments, I guess, for Joe Biden. Oh, by the way, just parenthetically, I'm not going to get too far off the subject. But um, Jen Psaki's going to go to MSNBC. Well, I got to tell you this, right? I got to tell you this. Her show... If she has her own show, and I think she's supposed to host a show, at least from I've heard so far, on Peacock, right? The NBC Universal streaming service. Um, if they don't call it Circle Back, there's something wrong in the universe, okay? <laughs> she, whatever, whatever her show is, it's got to be called Circle Back. I'm just throwing that out there. So they'll probably hear something like this. I said this too in the Captain's America Third Watch this morning, I believe. <laughs> it's got to be called circle back um sort of it'd be it would be an ironic uh sort of thing i don't know if jen Saki would get it or not uh, she'd get the joke but at any rate okay so we're talking about the, the uh, this is for emergencies in my estimation emergencies are in times of embargo or in times of um where we'd have to run the military because we're under attack this kind of thing uh we have to power something else that is of supreme strategic and national priority it's not there for joe biden to list it as some you know put it on the list of an accomplishment it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and uh, i gotta tell you i gotta tell you um 
Well, we, well, one other thing that comes to my mind, right, about this is that suddenly, you know, because fossil fuels are bad and and this kind of thing. Uh, but but why are we allowing the rest of the world to dictate to us? exactly how our economy is going to go when we can drill enough oil to make sure the prices stay reasonable, especially for working people in this country. Aren't the Democrat Party elite always telling you how much they, they're trying to fight for the working people of this country? Well, they're not doing it. In fact, they're making it worse. And it's interesting, too, because the Republicans are always are always bashed as somehow being anti-working people, and they're the ones actually trying to get the prices down. Okay, so I mean, really, what's happening in our country? We'll hear an audio quote. I think probably on the other side of the break, Uh, Frank Luntz has got a great audio quote where he talks about some of the changes that have happened in our country over the last twenty-four months. And it is interesting too that I think a lot of people who identify uh, as as Democrats across the highways and byways. Right. Not Democrat Party elite, not Schumer and not Pelosi and the rest of them. But 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 folks across the highways and byways who call themselves or identify as Democrat or voted Democrat, they are, I think, aghast at what they see happening with the country and with the country first and then with their party second, because their party literally is making their lives a miserable thing. Uh, in terms of prices, in terms of policy, in terms of what what you can project into the future. You know, it's just getting to where it's all bad. Everything is getting destabilized. Why, why do you think they're, they're lifting Title 42, right? They, they want continued illegal immigration um, that is completely unchecked. That has nothing to do with any with 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 any kind of rhyme or reason of how you would allow people to come into the country. It's, it's, see, it, it's always done under the guise of well, you know, these you know this it's uh, anybody who doesn't want unfettered uh, illegal immigration somehow doesn't want people to come to the country and uh, and have democracy and this kind of stuff. Nothing could be further from the truth. But see, they understand that it is a destabilizing factor. They understand that it creates such a problem. Problem that the chaos ensues and then suddenly they have to come up and provide some solution. This is one of the oldest tricks in the book, right? And they think that we keep falling for it. Well, we don't keep falling for it. Okay, folks, stay right there. When we come back, we'll talk more about inflation and what's happening to the person on the street. This is a lot going on. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. 
Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-into e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. And welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Uh, we've got overcast skies uh, here in uh, Southern California, and I kind of wish the sun would uh, would uh, come out a little bit, but uh, that's okay. We're still enjoying our Saturday. Hope that you're enjoying your Saturday wherever you are, and uh, glad to uh, once again welcome everybody who's finding the program from hearing me on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce, of course. Uh, and uh, that program, by the way, continues to be, and I'm really proud about this too, continues to be the fastest growing overnight radio program in America, the Captain's America, and um, I'm just glad to be a part of it. And um, we hear from more and more people all over the country uh, every single week on the show. And so we're really happy about that. And um, and so don't forget, you can hear me, um, and that's at uh, 2.05 a.m. Eastern and 11.05 p.m. Pacific. I'm on the West Coast. Captain Matt Bruce is over there on the East Coast uh, from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer. They're in Tampa, Florida. And uh, so you can tune in. It's Monday through Saturday. 
Uh, so that's because uh, the captain has his own weekend show as well, uh, which uh, occurs late Friday night on the West Coast, early Saturday morning on the East Coast. So simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. You've got links there where you can listen live uh, to the captain's flagship station and uh, check out uh, even the network broadcast and so forth. So definitely, definitely, definitely um, uh, find me there as well uh, because uh, we talk six nights a week uh, in the overnights. And uh, it's great pleasure. And, uh, and and also, by the way, news happens overnight in America a lot of times. And uh, typically, the captain and I are the ones to bring it to you. So definitely want to uh, definitely want to tune in. Okay, so now let's listen. I I, I mentioned right before the break that we had another um, another uh, audio uh, clip, and this comes from CNBC uh, on Squawk Box. Um, where uh, he's uh, Frank Luntz, the pollster, famous pollster, of course, is being asked about how people feel uh, about, uh, you know, the notion that, you know, taxing the wealthy and the wealth tax and stuff like that. Is is that what the American people really want to hear? Are they seething about the, the wealthy and and so forth? And uh, let's let's listen in here real quick, because you'll I think you'll find what Frank Luntz has to say. Very interesting. Let's listen in. Sometimes I, I wish I didn't remember as much as I do remember. But during the debates when Senator Warren was really bashing capitalism and, and income inequality, all the things we talked and you said this is going to play, play really well with the American public and that she has a chance. And my take was that that was that you were completely wrong, that that Americans still love the notion of being able to make it big uh, in this country. And, and it, the old a uh, Bono quote, I, you know, with someone in, in his country up on a big hill, a, a mansion, he says, I want to get that guy. In this country, it's I want to be that guy. Is that and, and that's why I thought you were I, I didn't agree with you. So now you're you're does it still play? Does that still play? What what, you know, that zeitgeist that we talked about last time? It does still play, but there are things to play even more. OK, remember, we're not the same country that we were before COVID. No. We're not the same country we were before January 6th. We're not the same. We've changed so much in the last 24 months. In some ways, it's positive. In some ways, it's not. But when it comes to taxes, it is still a lower priority uh, for people than it is to affect their day-to-day lives, which is what inflation is doing. Yeah. And the fact that inflation is affecting food and fuel more than anything else, things that people consume... That's significant. Now look at this. You see, Frank, Frank, we got the we got the we, the adults the back chart. in charge. We got the adults back in charge. The, the bad orange man's gone, and and now he's at thirty percent. The the new guy hasn't that changed but, too? But look at the chart that's in front of you. Even sixty two percent of Democrats think that taxes generically taxes are too high. Seventy eight percent of Republicans. These are significant numbers. But if you simply ask the question. Should we raise taxes on the wealthy? The public does say yes. What's interesting is they're opposed to the death tax because they think it's inherently unfair. Hmm. They're opposed to confiscation of taxes. They believe that the this will be helpful to your audience. The average person believes that if you and and even right there uh, among Democrats, uh, when you say taxing the wealthy, Democrats say we're not taxing them enough. Right. When you ask people what is the proper tax rate for any individual, it comes somewhere between 25 and 33%, between one-fourth and one-third of their income. When they find out that people in most states are paying 50% at the highest bracket, 
are actually paying 50% in federal, state, and local taxes. The American people, a clear majority of the American people say that's too much. So right. the it's challenge for... Go ahead. Uh, but Frank, just I think on that point, this is a messaging situation. I mean, we just read that, that that text or the tweet from Elizabeth Warren where she called it a billionaire's income tax. This isn't a billionaire's income tax. This is going to be taxing unrealized gains, and and that's a wealth tax. And I I, I think they may win on the messaging because it's complicated to kind of think through some of those things. Um, but even if you don't think all that much of billionaires, even if you don't think of some that much of somebody who makes a hundred million dollars, which is where this really kicks in, not at a billion dollars. The idea of un taxing unrealized gains is a new step. That's a new game. That's not an income tax. And that frightens people. How much information the government has to collect, number one. And number two is who's going to value this? Who's going to determine that your painting or your coin collection or your baseball cards are worth X, Y, or Z? <laughs> There you have uh, Frank Luntz. And yes, that was a great question, by the way. And that, again, was from CNBC's Squawk Box. Um, yeah, I, I like the comment that was made earlier on that, too. Yeah, the bad orange man is gone and so and so forth. And and suddenly, you know, uh, people still are going to be, you know, uh, you know, taxed unbelievably. And this wealth tax thing, this is really um, I like uh, the way Frank Luntz was putting it. Yeah, I think the American people are very, can be very frightened about something like that because it means that um, it's whatever the government wants it to be, basically. That's right. And this is exactly where the Democrat Party elite want to go, where they want to take this country. That's exactly the way that they want to be able to rule by decree literally, um, in terms of this taxation notion. And uh, they want to rule by decree on just about everything else, too. Um, and they hide it and they couch it in the terminology of it's our democracy. And that's why anybody who opposes them or just even ask a question, raise their hands and says, oh, uh, I don't understand. The why, how does this make sense again? And, oh, you're attacking our democracy. I mean, so you see how it works. It's this ridiculous stuff. It's like calling someone a racist just because of whatever um, and because it devalues actually the, the actual racism that we do actually see. Uh, and so it just cheapens it and, and, and so on. But, but only because they give somebody a new political power. Uh, or it, or it further cements it, or it further grows it, and this is not good. Nobody, nobody likes these kinds of ideas. Um, and there's, I mean, there's a small group of people who are who are uh, true believers of the Democrat Party elite um, and follow them. Uh, but they don't understand that they're following them right uh, to, you know, basically the path of destruction. OK, uh, so before we uh, before we uh, run out of time today, uh, this uh, is coming from Daily Mail. An antiviral uh, drug available in Australia can eliminate actively infectious COVID-19 from the body after as little as two days of treatment and may be effective against get this, folks, all variants. All participants taking 800 milligrams a day of a mono uh, p if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I don't think I am, um, uh, capsules sold under the brand name uh, Lagviero uh, in a European research trial showed no sign of the virus on day three of, quote, starting treatment. Prior to treatment, the patients had all tested positive in PCR tests. So far, it is available for limited use in Australia. 
Uh, the positive news comes as Omicron BA.2 cases surge in Australia with 20,389 recorded in New South Wales, 9,149 in Victoria, and 9,435 in Queensland on Saturday. New infections have continued to curb, climb rather since mid-February, and new daily cases averaged over 56,000 across Australia in the last week of March. So, folks, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. What if there was a uh, a treatment for COVID nineteen that basically gets rid of it in two days? Well, don't tell Doctor. Please, just don't tell Doctor Fauci because <laughs> he will tell us why this can't be happening and, and so on. Uh, but uh, but we got to let things uh, we got to let things progress uh, because that would make the Democrat Party elite so upset because they would really want to be able to put you in more lockdowns and so forth. Especially with what Doctor Fauci said the other day. Well, folks, thanks for listening. It's all the time we have, but we will see you on the radio on Monday, and we will see you right back here next time. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com. And we will see you until then, everybody out there around the globe. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.